Welcome to Monday Movie Night Raw, the podcast about WWE Studio Movies. I'm your host, Miles Platt. We got a great show for you today. But first, before we get started, if you want to borrow my copy of The Scorpion King on DVD, email me at mmnrpodcast at gmail.com, and I will uh, mail it to you with return postage. You can watch it and then send it back to me, all free of charge, on my dime, just because I want to give back to the people and I want everyone to be able to watch the collector's edition, full screen, uh, film The Scorpion King starring The Rock, which is also the first WWE movie. If anyone's wondering why that's... <laughs> uh, I plug that every episode, because that is the first movie the studio ever put out. Um, I've got Lydia Kuzak sitting here next to me. She is our guest today. Today, welcome to the show, Lydia. Hello. Today, we're talking about a flick, a big, important movie that you chose to do on the show today. Inside Out, uh, the Academy Award-winning Pixar <laughs> film starring Amy Poehler. An amazing, beautiful, <laughs> soul-crushing piece of cinema, piece of you, just <laughs> you beautiful. Wa- you watched the Pixar movie for this, right? It, that was what we, were, we watched? The Emoji movie? Yeah, the Emoji movie. Wait, I get them confused. I'm... No, it's, uh, yeah, it's one with the five emotions, and there's Amy Poehler and oh. Bill Hader. No, no, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. We watched... It, same title, Inside Out, but it is mm-hmm. an action movie starring Triple H, yeah. the wrestler. <laughs> this, is, this one's more important I think to history. This, yeah, this is a more historically important movie than 2015's Inside Out, uh, the Pixar movie. This is 2011's Inside Out, the WWE studio film. What made you pick this movie when you saw the trailer or whatever? Uh, or I sent you the list, and then what made this movie jump out to you? I think I wanted to do one definitely that was about... Something where there was a father and there was like a brother component. Mm-hmm. And I really love like, I kind of am a slut for psychoanalysis yeah. a little bit. So watching these two men, I don't know, something about the like their fatherly vibes. And, yeah. You know, it's not even like an action movie, really, because like there's not the, there's like no. one, two explosions. The majority of the movie is just like talking and driving around and like repeating conversations from it's like it is like you say a like a psychological thriller or at least trying to be one it yeah it's like a character movie so it's definitely yeah. a character film yeah uh it it's a very strange movie actually <laughs> like, yeah it, i when you watch <laughs> it it's like i don't really understand where it's going or what's happening at any, any given moment you're kind of just like parsing it together while you watch it it feels like but today yeah. we're gonna try to work our way through the fever dream that is Inside Out. <laughs> but the one thing about it is that even though it is like, there's a lot you can learn from it. There's a lot of subtext that I think is really... Like what kind of subtext do you mean? There's, I, you know, maybe I'm analyzing this too far, but there's things about cucks. <laughs> I mean, in the first line, they talk about mortality. They, you know, the guy in the fedora, I think his name is Jack. Jack, yes. He talks about mort- mortality and karma facts and the undead. I think that's like a... It, it, yeah. Jack's character is... He's a bad person. I hate Jack so much. Yeah. The whole time... <laughs> he, it, he's like... Okay, but also AJ's a bad person too, if I'm really getting into it. Because yeah, Jack... I don't know, is a drunk and like a murderer and is like blaming the victim of the murder uh, 
on, like blaming it on him. He's like victim shaming the murdered person. <laughs> He's like, yeah. he, he made me kill him. It was like, he, and then AJ, yeah. but then AJ's out here. Uh, I don't know. He, he, I don't. And then the whole love triangle between all three of them is like disturbing. <laughs> it's something. It's disturbing. It, it's yeah. like a cesspool. There's something so wrong. And I don't understand why Parker Posey, uh, who plays Claire, like I just don't understand Claire's character. Why she's going for these two men? They're both so bad for her. <laughs> her her Louisiana accent. Her really bad Louisiana accent. She's the only one with a southern accent, but they try they make it very clear that this takes place in Louisiana, but she's the only one that has an accent and I don't understand why. I have I have no idea. And but but then um Jack has like the New York, like the what accent yeah. in Louisiana. Anybody's grew up in, in Louisiana and lives there still. So I don't uh, yeah, he's like, Hey, you're out of prison. What? I tried to go. It was unconstitutional. They wouldn't let me in. I was like, this is, where, are, I, where are we right now? I know. I know. I did want to say, we should say now that the wrestler of the week is Triple H, uh, which this is the first Triple H movie that's come up on the show. Uh, the role that Triple H plays Arlo Jane, uh, or AJ as we know him in the movie, was originally offered to Dave Bautista, uh, famous from Guardians of the Galaxy, who plays oh. Drax. Are you a Guardians head? Um... No, but I did recognize there was some big actors in, in this, this flick. There's some big actors for some reason. Who? <laughs> the the woman? Claire. Oh, Claire. Claire. Parker Posey I, is iconic. She's a yeah. really... I used to have a Parker Posey fan Tumblr, actually. Really? Yes, Are you like, serious? Yes, in like 2011. Because she's... Uh, I loved her in Waiting for Guffman. I don't know if you've ever seen that movie. No. She's, Guffman? Yeah. It's like, she's like part of like an improv troupe, but works at the Dairy Queen. And she has like a southern accent in that, too. There's a scene where she grills a piece of chicken on a grill, like an outdoor grill. Uh, yeah. It's a really important piece of cinema. But what I was going to say was they all... David Batista didn't get the role because he was in contract negotiations with WWE, but then they also offered it to Shawn Michaels. And Shawn Michaels looks so much like Triple H. Like, they have like a similar look to each other. But I don't think Shawn Michaels is star material. Like, I don't think that Shawn Michaels could have held up the role of AJ and made this movie work like Triple H was able to do. Oh, yeah. I will say, do you think Triple H is the, like, flimsiest actor in this movie? Because I feel like everyone else is putting it in, and then he's kind of dragging behind a lot of the movie. I don't think there's one good actor in this whole movie. I'm going to be honest. I thought Jack did a pretty good job. The but his part is so Jack. easy, though. Yeah. You basically just have to be like, ah! The whole he movie. just does like a lot of yelling. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but the... Uh, so the music was composed by Jim Johnston, who was... He's most famous for doing all of the WWE entrance music for the wrestlers or during the like promotions. Like, oh, that's interesting. Raw and stuff. Yeah, this movie's definitely coming out of the transitional era. There's, uh, to me, in my opinion, there is two eras of WWE Studios. Right now we're in era two, which is okay. with Susan Leviston, I think is her name. She's the new CEO, like the head of the company. It used to be Michael Luisi, and I think the Michael Luisi era is just like more of this, they have like, the guy that does all the entrance music for the wrestling promotions, like doing the music for the action movies, and like all the movies are like uh, straight to DVD action movies with uh, these wrestlers starring in them. Whereas now what we're seeing is like after Michael Luisi stepped down and Susan Leviston, I think you say her name, uh, came on as CEO. Now they got like Netflix shows that they're doing mm -hmm. that are pretty popular. They've had like two breakout movies. Oculus is a huge 
classic that people love. Oh yeah. Um, Slight did really well, and uh, also Fighting with My Family with Breakout Star Florence Pugh that came out last year. So like, it, I think what we're seeing, what this movie is, is definitely era one of WWE Studios. Mm-hmm. If you ask me, as a WWE historian, <laughs> that's what oh. I, that's where I put my conclusion I've drawn doing this show and working on it. Oh, also Halle Berry's The Call with Abigail Breslin. That came out in 2013, two years after this, and that was a breakout hit, too. A lot of people love that movie. Um, anyway, all right. I guess, like, we could just get into the movie now, if you'd like. We can kind of just run through the uh, plot. Um, oh, yeah. I do want to say that... Oh, okay. I have a question I'm in my notes right here. Do you like pickles? I think pickles... There's a lot to that question. Pickles are good. You put them on sandwiches, but I think they represent something, something in the psyche, something about the jar, the fermentation. Jar. Yes. Should I say phallus? There's a lot There's to it. Wow. I never thought about that part of it. The brine. The brine. Oh, yeah. Opting out the brine jars. Prison right. industrial complex. Yeah, <laughs> yes, the brine in the prison, the bacteria in the air fermenting the food. It's really yes, and prison industrial complex. The the American dream, the want to succeed and get out yeah. of the cycle of poverty. What we're talking about is making no sense to anybody listening to this, but it will all come, come together. To, come together, people. The pickle analogy, uh, analogy, the pickle theory, as I like to call it, will all come together. I promise. But yeah. So the movie opens and we see Triple H and Parker Posey in bed together. And so and so what we're seeing is like the end of the movie at the beginning. Mm-hmm. Everyone's favorite trope of the film, of every movie. Yeah. I love that. It's one of my actually I'm I'm fronting here. I hate it. I hate when movies show you the end of the movie and then rewind X amount of time and then you come back. Because what it is to me is just a, I think a cheap way of not writing a conclusion to your film and just making the audience tricking the audience into thinking like oh that was like a uh not conclusive but a uh like cohesive story and like yeah. oh i getting middle end like no it was felt like they didn't really know what they were doing with the end so they just like put, put the end at the beginning but like look a little movie sandwich as you call it. i definitely think the editing in this movie um i can't even describe it like they're tr- maybe they were inspired by like you know, French New Wave, they wanted to be, like, clippy and choppy mm. and, like, uh, unconscious. But it was, it, it there was a lot of problems, I think. <clears throat> that was an example of I, I the issue. I feel like you're giving yeah. a lot of credit to Inside Out for it being <laughs> French New Wave. I really don't, <laughs> I didn't pick up on that, but um, I can appreciate the thought behind okay. it. Uh, yeah, Pepper... Uh, they have a daughter named Pepper. Oh, I I hate Pepper. Uh, sorry to scream. No, I hate please. Pepper. I hate her I too. hated her. She's a murderer. That's I, I sorry to spoil the end of the movie, but she is a murderer. She killed someone when she's like 14 years old. She's like a 14 year old like sporty cunt. <laughs> Lydia. I don't know. I'm getting triggered. I guess she's a sporty. Cunt. Yeah. You were mad because she would beat you in the track meet. Yes. She got the yes. blue ribbon, people. She got the blue ribbon at the track meet. It was a really important moment for her. But we see her at the beginning. She yeah. grabs a pickle from the fridge, and then Triple H gets shot in the back, and then we cut to six days earlier. So something happened. He's been mm-hmm. shot. Uh, so we cut to six days earlier. AJ's friend, 
Jack comes to pick him up from the prison bus, and AJ's been in prison for 13 years. There's like a voiceover. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. I I didn't write it down. It felt kind of lofty. But it, like they're really going for it. it <laughs> the important part of that of the voiceover was he was talking about. I think I wrote down like these important words: karma, mortality, facts, and the undead. And I think no, I think you got to the yeah. heart of it with that. Yeah. Those are the important parts. It's also important to note that he was telling all of this, not to the audience, not to us, but to a dog. Yeah. (laughs) It cuts to him and he's literally speaking to a dog, waiting for the prison bus to roll up. So I I, I don't know what they were going for with that. But um, they they walk up to the whip. uh, It's like this wood-paneled station wagon. It's a a clean car. (laughs) It looks nice. But why? Why are they driving this old station wagon around? Yeah. I, uh, AJ's carrying a box of pickles with him. Pickles are very important in this movie. It's gonna, it's, it's a reoccurring theme motif. It's gonna keep coming up. So buckle in, pickle in, pickle in. If you, yeah, lean into the pickle. Yeah, lean into the brine. <laughs> yeah, funny. Turned himself into a pickle. Funniest shit I've ever seen. I do have to say that you're immediate, immediately bombarded with the fact that um, there's a constant tension between the two characters because they they both feel emasculated by each other. Okay, yes. Yeah. And so, but, uh, okay. All right, let me collect okay. my thoughts. <laughs> okay. AJ is being cucked by Jack. Yeah. So what is Jack so threatened by? He cucked his his boy and took his girl and his daughter. So um, maybe because he's like really buff. He's really buff. There's a part in the trailer. I didn't like hear it in the. Um, oh, I didn't watch the trailer. What is it like? It's like the movie, but there's this one part. <laughs> It's like the movie. <laughs> this you. is one part where um, J- uh, Jack says, well, m- the middle class life is worse than prison. <laughs> huh. So I don't believe that. I, I, You know, in the beginning, they're like comparing scars. Um, AJ yes. has like a worse scar. You know, AJ's like buff. His dad, Jack's dad likes AJ better. I just oh, think there's yep. that cucking. Right okay, yeah, there, there is kind yeah. of a poll on both. Yes, they both feel emasculated by each other. Thank you, Lydia. That's very true. Yeah. But also, Jack. I think AJ, it's not his fault, though. He's not doing it, the cucking on purpose. No. It's the, yeah. No, AJ's trying really? to get out. He, yeah. he wants to make pickles. He doesn't want to be in the biz <laughs> anymore. Also, uh, I lost my thought. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, oh, I remember now. Jack murders somebody and isn't willing because he's given the ultimatum of uh, if he turns himself in, he can get a manslaughter charge for 15 years and do 13 years. So he would have done the exact same amount of time for the same crime as uh, AJ did, but he's not willing to do it. I'm like, AJ went down for you. For he, he caught a body and went down for 13 years. Why don't you do the same thing? So I think uh, Jack is overall just a bad person. And AJ's mm-hmm. a more morally... Uh, sound person than Jack is. Mm, definitely. But they're trying to set that up because AJ's the main character, so they can't make him like a total jerk, apparently. It, yeah. It, he can't be like an anti-hero. We love a good anti-hero, right? Yeah, we always do. Yeah. That's a trope I'm kind of sick of. We can be done with it. <laughs> I want someone who's pure evil or pure good, like a Disney Exa- movie. Yes, like a Di- uh, <laughs> yes, just like American politics. Someone is either you're either good or you're evil. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no. America. So they get in the car, they head to Jack's house. 
We find out that Claire and AJ used to date, but since AJ's been in prison, her and Jack got together. So there's like a bit of a love triangle going on. Jack fills AJ in on what the biz has been up to. So like now they're not murdering people. Now they're in this like selling cigarettes to like untaxed, uh, selling cigarettes untaxed convenience stores, which is like Jack thinks it's a silly hustle and wants to do more. But AJ's like says he's not coming back to the biz. Like he wants to make pickles. He's out. Right. At home, Pepper comes outside and says that Jack missed her meat. Like we were saying, she is a sporty. See you next Tuesday. Yeah. And, yeah. But she got first place. Good for her. She got her blue ribbon. We stand. Um, inside, we meet Claire, who's played by Parker Posey. And we said this. I love Parker Posey so much. I had a fan Tumblr. Important piece of my own self-mythologizing, my own history. <laughs> were you disappointed when you saw that she had like the worst accent? She played That's, the worst accent. I think that, she, that is her voice because in in her other movies she does the, the kind of oh, southern no thing too like i don't know if she's from the south but that's like i don't know she doesn't always do it but yeah that's definitely like a thing that she does did you know that parker posey and uh triple h worked together in i want to say 2004 in a, one of the blade movies with wesley oh, snipes <laughs> really yeah. oh that's amazing wow <laughs> Wesley Snipes, who's also oh. been featured on this show in the movie Armed Response. If you'd like to listen to that episode, check it out. It's in the feed somewhere uh, with uh, Michael Ziley. Okay. So Jack takes his thing to, things to the spare room. I really like this part. He, he pulls all the sheets off the bed mm. and remakes it in his like yeah. prison way. Like He likes the bed made a very particular way and sets his things up in a particular way, which I think is a nice little character detail. It wasn't like put into the dialogue, just like a thing that he does and not spoken about or explained. And we understand it as the audience. Yeah, he he doesn't take anything for granted. He he understands his roots, you know. Yeah. Yeah, he. Yeah, yeah. He, his roots, his prison roots. <laughs> his prison roots. I, I have to, yeah, be more specific. Well, but yeah. he, yeah, but then he has this whole thing, this side plot with his mother where he like doesn't want to see her. Oh, a side plot to that side plot. I the mother's like forty. Do you remember the Marty mom was like forty five? I that is. I have that in my notes too. She's like in a wheelchair and like perfectly spry, normal woman. Like not. I'm not trying to be ableist. Like she looks fine. Like yeah, she and she's like I'm gonna get cancer one day. And then she pulls out a flask. Yeah, she's like getting drunk yeah. at the nursing home. Why is she in a nursing home? And if Jack comes and visit, has been coming and visiting her every week since AJ's been in prison. Why doesn't she just live at like Jack's house? And that's a lot of responsibility, but she seems like pretty like self-sufficient. And yeah, know. she's literally like 40 years old. She looks like she's like 10 years older than AJ. <laughs> I know. So, uh, yeah, we're just kind of setting up the little family group, uh, Jack's family and AJ's history with uh, Claire. So the next day we get to meet uh, Dr. Vic Small, who is Jack's father. And he's somewhat of a crime boss and he's a veterinarian. And so Vic explains that the SIGS biz is like foolproof. There's no bodies, no cops. And uh, he sells the SIGS for $2. He buys the SIGS for $2 and sells them for 4 And the lawyers take care of the tax problem. So he's like, AJ, get up in here. Let's do the freaking yeah. biz. No problems. No bodies, no cops. And then AJ's like, nah, uh-uh, I'm good, man. I'm out. I don't want to get involved with that. Like, I'm over it. I'm out of the biz for good. But we see that that's not true. He can't be out of the biz. He, we wouldn't have him yeah. be if he was. He's forced. He cannot. He is dying to opt out of this lifestyle. Opt out of the. I don't know if this is the. They're in the mob technically, or 
I no, it's they like, don't explain it's, really. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's some kind of like small white people prime circle. Yeah, yeah. They uh, if AJ had just stayed away from Jack, then everything would have been fine. That's all he had to do. But he can't because of brotherhood. Bro- brotherhood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. or the need to cuck each other they have to equally <laughs> cuck each other right. so they have they, to their energies yeah. are like pulled together they can't not cuck yeah. <laughs> um they after they meet with vic and what there's a lot of re-explaining things because vic told us about the sigbiz and then in like a couple scenes we get the like tax evasion office and she re-explains the sigbiz to us and it's like we fucking get it cigarette it's oh. like we don't need it wait much. talking about editing though like when he <laughs> accidentally kills the guy the bartender, the bartender oh, it, no sylvester the snitch oh yeah sylvester and then it cuts right to the tax evasion mm-hmm. woman and she's like the shrill woman i love her it's like <laughs> yeah <a> queen <laughs> <laughs> she is like a shrill she's like yeah very like yeah like i can see why well, actually, I, all the men in the room don't they doubt her they don't understand they, her they're tone policing her the whole time they're gaslighting yeah. her but she's the real <laughs> hero of the movie she's yeah. like She's ca- so chaotic good. Like all- She breaks the law right and left, but for the greater good. <laughs> her- oh, because her dad is dying of cigarettes. So she has a incentive. Yes, her dad yeah. is dying from cigarettes. Also, she's like anti-terrorist because the, el- like, oh, el- the Taliban is like using the cigarette money. To, yeah. Like, I don't know. They say this: the Taliban is gets some sort of cut from the cigarette. <laughs> <Bits>. <laughs> is it? Bits. The sig biz. Yeah. So she's a patriotic queen. We stand. Uh, so they stop yeah. at Carlos' bar, which Carlos is like an old friend of theirs too, and to do something for Vic. Uh, so Carlo was this other guy that they went to high school with, and Carlos shows AJ a photo of them all playing football. These men are so depressing. They all peaked in high school. Jack keeps like his high school class ring on a chain on his neck, and AJ tells him that senior year was such a good year. Like they're all reminiscing, mm. and I'm like, you are all sir you are 35 years old you need to stop yeah <laughs> you peak now you're all like petty criminals and you peaked in high school you're bad people we don't we don't stay unfortunately that's also when they were fighting over claire too so there's some yes intersection yeah so with th- that right because yeah. claire and him started claire and aj started dating in 11th grade i think they said yeah and do we know how old AJ was when he went to prison? We I want to say he's like in his 30s in this movie, right? Yeah. So so 13 20. years so he was like in his mid 20s. Yeah. Probably or, something. Or early 20s. early 20s. Yeah. So all right. Cool. I'm glad we were able to figure that important piece of history out. So there's this fella his name's Sylvester who buys lots of Vicks cigarettes and he's at the bar with two with a briefcase of cash and he owes Vic a bunch of money for the cigs mm-hmm. and Jack came to the bar to collect the money from the briefcase but Jack's like getting drunk at the bar and he pulls out a gun and AJ's like yeah fuck this and he's like going to leave but then Jack like starts gagging on a shot of tequila or something <laughs> like just completely coughing spitting he's having a horrible time coughing and spitting so much to the point where he pulls the trigger of the gun and murders Sylvester shoots him in the heart and some from coughing somehow so he has a bad trigger discipline it's definitely a problem there. yeah so sylvester's dead 
And AJ's like halfway out the door, then closes it and is like, fuck this. And like goes back in the bar and like starts pulling the shades. So like AJ tried to get out. If he just stayed away from Jack, he probably could have. But now he's got rope back in. He's definitely back in the biz because they got a body now. Like you said, meanwhile, the editing, we meet Martha who worked for a yeah. tax agency. So it cuts over to the, her office. And she's the best part of the movie. Julia White uh, is a great actress. I love her. Mm. Do you know her uh, from Transformers? I don't her. She is uh, Shia LaBeouf's mother in Transformers. Okay. <laughs> An important role in Amazing. the Transformers uh, franchise. Uh, <laughs> no, that's literally the only thing I know her from, but I really like her energy. She's like very fun to watch on screen. Yeah, I mean, that was one point that was really confusing because right when he kills Sylvester. You're, it's like immediately it shows this tax evasion woman. Yeah, and it's and, a completely different setting. It's not like the dive bar yeah. anymore. It's like this like white, beautiful office. Yeah, with like posters and graphs and bar graphs all around. So definitely, there's some you know tax unconscious tax. You know, fear of taxing cucks, <laughs> pickles. Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Wait, the taxing, the cucks, and the pickles are all yeah, connected? I think it's all connected. <laughs> I think you're right. And then it goes immediately back to the bar scene. Yes, that's after true. After she explains, um, talks to this group of men. Yes, yeah, so, so she explains yeah. the cigarettes. So I, ha- I have it all written down verbatim. So we're just to uh, make it clear what's going on here with the tax okay. evasion. <clears throat> and I quote, Counterfeit cigarettes are produced in China and Uruguay for less than a dollar a pack. Vic Small buys them by the container load for $2 a pack and then smuggles them into Louisiana. He then sells them to liquor stores, convenience stores, gas stations, and the consumer pays full price, say $4 a pack. Um, in parentheses, cigarettes are like $8, not $4. I don't yeah. know about 2011, but I don't think they cost that little even back then. <clears throat> back to the quote. So what's missing? The taxes. All the taxes the government collects on imports and sellers. That's tens of millions of dollars a month. There's more money in that. Uh, so there's more money in it than heroin, and less risk because cigarettes are legal. Um, end quote. So that's actually a cool idea for a movie. I think the writers did a good job with this, or the writer. Mm-hmm, absolutely. It, it, it's an interesting business to go with. I always think it's fun when like a crime movies come up with some new crime that they can do. Like, like I don't know if you've seen Logan Lucky, but they're like using like a vacuum to like suck all the money out of the like racetrack. Because, like, all the cash from the right track goes down, like, a chute. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, uh, to, uh, goes down a chute to, like, a big, like, uh, bucket of money, and they use, like, a vacuum to suck it up. Like, I just love that kind of stuff. Like, Ocean's Eleven, they're always doing some, like, weird convoluted thing to, like, pull a crime off. <laughs> I always think that's fun when they do that in a movie. So, it's, like, a smart crime ring thing. It's kind of cool. Um, but her boss is like, uh, yeah, you don't work for the CIA. You work for the, like, Louisiana Tax Bureau or whatever. Um, so, like, you we're not gonna fund your like research or whatever investigation into this and then she's like yeah well funny about that because uh i have this informant and his name's sylvester and i gave him two hundred fifty thousand dollars to go and buy the shipment so that we could catch the criminals in the act so now we know that the two hundred fifty thousand dollars that jack has in the briefcase uh that he murdered sylvester over was given to him it's dirty money it's like tag money that was given to him by martha so the cops are on their trail so it's not good it's not looking good for them uh so Martha's calling, looking for Sylvester, and can't get a hold of him because he's dead. <laughs> so she shows up at Carlo's bar, right? And she like is banging on the door, and she's like, "Police, open up!" And it's like, damn, she's like not a cop, but this is what I mean. Martha's so chaotic, good. She's literally like willing to like impersonate a police officer, uh, mm-hmm. embezzle two hundred fifty thousand dollars from her company in order to like find a criminal ring. Like it's very, we love her. Definitely, I stand. 
Um, no one's answering the door at the at the bar, obviously, because everyone's inside hiding. So she gives up and leaves. Uh, now we're back at the bar. Jack and AJ wrap up the body and put it in Sylvester's trunk. Was it Sylvester's car that they put it in? I think um, so. I think they both drive with it. it drive both. in different cars. But they yeah leave one of the cars at the chop shop to like get like compressed. In the oh thing, yeah, and I it's remember. got the body in it. So I think it's Sylvester's car. Yeah, yeah. And okay, I just want to be clear here. Did did they put the money in the trunk of the car and crush the money with the car? I thought he, um, Jack wanted to keep the money. He wanted to, yes, yeah, he wanted, he wanted to, keep to keep the money, the money. but didn't AJ, AJ was like, no, you can't keep it. And there was like this back and forth for a minute about yeah, it. Yeah. But then don't they ultimately put it in the trunk or am I tripping? I thought they kept it. Okay. I thought Jack kept it. Well, not to like give away the ending, but then there's all that money at the end of the movie. And I'm like, uh... where did that money come from? It, was it the $250,000 from the briefcase or is it like pickle yeah. money? <laughs> the pickle money. The pickle money. You're not getting money from those pickles. Um, no, I think it was that money. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so I don't. I didn't see the money. I swear to God, I saw them put it in the trunk and it gets crushed. But either way, the car is getting crushed. Uh, so there's no evidence. Cool. Kind of smart. Uh, next scene. Ew, this is disgusting. Jack. We see Jack in the hot tub with his dirty, gross feet sticking out right into the camera. Ugh. Ew, hell no. I am personally offended and disgusted by seeing that. It oh, felt like a Quentin Tarantino mo- moment. Where... Can we pause for one second? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's take a short break. All right. And we're back. Took okay. a short break. So Jack, like I was saying, hot tub, nastiest feet I've ever seen in my life. So then Pepper asked AJ how to make pickles. This is a really important mm. moment. You know, uh, this is kind of random, but I think... There's subtext, maybe, that Pepper is actually AJ's daughter. <laughs> I have a theory. It's a little Easter egg fan theory. <laughs> Wait, so you just, you kind of stopped paying attention towards the last 30 minutes in the movie, right? Is that what you told me? I, it, was, it got really confusing. No, I'm not trying <laughs> yeah. to uh, cancel you or give you a call-out post, <laughs> but it, yes, that is revealed in the film oh. as a fact of the movie that, yes, AJ oh is, God. in fact... <laughs> Or Pepper is in fact AJ's. Daughter. I was right. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Your Sorry. inclination is that the, is that a word? Inclination. Yeah. Was correct. Uh. So yes. Pepper and AJ. So they kind of have that bond. That that familial yeah, this familial bond. Uh, okay. Here's how you make pickles, people. You take cucumbers or onions or both, and add some spices and water, and you wait. Yeah, I think there's some sort of. Uh, you know, he wants to return back to the land. He wants to. He doesn't want a job where he he's a cog in machine. He wants to have his own pickle farm, his own pickle business. Yeah, he wants you to know? make a, make it for himself. You know. Yeah. He wants to grow the cucumbers, the onions. He wants to dig them from the earth. He's a real mm. salt of the earth kind of man. He wants to opt out of the system. I, I don't think. blame him, man. Yeah. If this is the system. Freaking! I mean, Jack's got a hot tub and all, and a nice house, and like a cute family. But at what's at what at what cost? And Jack even says, "Middle the middle class mm. is a prison." Middle class, yes, and that is yeah. so true. Yeah. Though, uh, I mean, I think actual prison is far worse. It is. It is <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But um. I mean, actual prison just sounds shitty. I, it, I would not survive in prison. I would die. I'm telling you right now. There's no way. Mm-hmm. You have to share underwear with everyone. 
You don't get your own yeah. underwear. That is so, that's beyond okay. I can't, I couldn't do it. And I heard they turn on the lights at like 5.30 a.m. No. no. Maximum security prison. And I think the yeah. lights are on all night. Just like, maybe like low. Like, you know, they don't turn all the lights off, right? I, I think they, maybe in the, the pods or the cells. Oh, the pods, yeah. The pods. In the cell pods, they turn the lights oh. on. <laughs> pods. I'm imagining it as like an alien. Like an egg. Little egg. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like those, uh, what are those? those hotel rooms that are really tiny in Japan. Oh, yeah. If prison was like that, it'd be kind of fun. Prison is kind of like that in other countries. It's not as shitty mm, as it is here. Yeah. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Excuse me. I was drinking LaCroix. I've been having coffee. Getting gassy now. Uh, Same. 30 minutes in, we're getting gassy. Okay, so Pepper's like, um, he's like, then you wait. You wait for the pickles. And Pepper's like, I thought you didn't like to wait. I don't know. Whatever. So then, so the pickles, <laughs> the pickles represent for me, here's, okay. here's my analysis. Okay. AJ's life in prison, how mm-hmm. he has to wait, you know, for, for oh. wait for his time. But also, it's his life outside of prison, you know, because mm-hmm. he's trying to make something. Uh, he's trying to transform his life like he would transform a pickle. Uh, you have mm-hmm. like a cucumber. He's a cucumber right now. He wants to be a pickle. But <laughs> in order to do yeah. that, he has to wait. And he has to be patient, which was just like his time in prison and out. That's interesting. Thank you. Yeah, I think it's really something. I'm kind of fucking around. I don't really. I don't. I think it's. Oh my awesome. god. <laughs> the pickles. The pickles are really. I. I. I think I'm gonna have to process that even beyond recording. I. I there, we might have to do a revisit <laughs> of this in like six lean to eight in. months. Yeah, a real lean in and like try to <laughs> come to a real conclusion in the future. My okay. My analysis is probably off the chain a little bit it's off the chain chain. (laughs) all right let's hear it i just i keep talking about cucks and how everyone in this movie is opting in for basically basically cucking each other whether that be psychologically with like how the father loves one brother over the other or it's like you're opting into the middle class and i feel like the pickles represent how you're kind of you kind of have to opt out by sealing off your sex oh. organs <laughs> allowing them to ferment away from the system and that is the only way to truth truthfully opt out is to just not cuck anymore you have to pick Stop your cucking. dick off put it into a Other jar people. of brine and seal it and put it in a cupboard and wait <clears throat> and we also don't mean an actual penis this is like metaphorical penis mm, this is the meta- so, the yeah, yeah. the embody the uh the nebulous phallus as i like to call it yeah yeah <laughs> uh yes yeah but basically pickles are a form of chastity it is it's a chastity yes. belt of sorts the jar you're jarred in you're jarred in you know it's the jar it's the pickle jar as i like yeah. to call it and you can't you get you you gotta you put your hand in the pickle jar you put your hand out mm-hmm. you, you seal it off you say no more. Okay, we're, exactly. We're done with the. Okay. We're done with the system. We're done with the pickle. Right. Okay. Yeah, and you know, systemic issues need systemic solutions. Okay? Exactly. So, <laughs> so we're cutting it off. We're changing the whole system. We're we're pick. We're brining it up. All and right. And fucking pepper is like, oh my god, I don't even like pickles. <laughs> like, shut up, girl. I know. She's like, ew. I, ew. I pick my pickles off of my hamburger. 
It, nobody asked you pepper right it's one no one asked you two i'm sorry that like you're okay with the status quo and you don't want to see real change pepper but um the revolution is happening around you and it's gonna brine okay sweetie like, <laughs> we're, not, we're turning this water into brine she's like i just want to go to shake shack with my friends <laughs> <laughs> and no pickles uh, yeah um i love we stand i want some shake shack right now <sighs> oh sorry just thinking about the, the cheeseburger um, it's important to note that the bacteria in the air gets in the brine and helps make the pickle. Okay. Uh, and the <laughs> and uh, AJ likens this, if you uh, need further uh, and a further analogy to understand the idea of bacteria in the air getting in the brine to make the pickles, AJ describes this as like magic. Um, think Chris Angel, but without the trick. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the fact that he references Chris Angel like dates this movie so much. Like it's definitely a 2011 movie, 2010. I wasn't even born when Chris Angel was. Yeah, I a wasn't thing. born in two, <laughs> I was born in 2014. <laughs> I'm six years I was, old. I was born yesterday. Oh my god! It wasn't like I was born yesterday. Um, actually, Lydia was literally born yesterday. I literally came out of a pod. <laughs> yes, your pod. <laughs> welcome to the uh, welcome to the other pod. You came, Ooh, you came out pod. of one pod and into another. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so Jack walks in and he's like, looks like, I don't know. He's like there. They're hanging out. He's got his robe on. The whole family's back together. We love it. And Claire immediately, this is so funny. Jack walks in and he's like, hey, everybody, what's going on? And Claire's like, okay, good night. And like immediately leaves the room. And goes to bed. The awkwardness. <laughs> she like it's, doesn't yeah. like Jack anymore. Uh, that night, AJ goes to the kitchen to eat a pickle from the fridge <laughs> and he turns on the lights and uh, Claire's there waiting for him. She tells AJ to stop complicating her life. She's like, get out of my life. Uh, Jack isn't well and AJ isn't helping. So Claire's already trying to like tell AJ that like Jack is like a mentally unstable person and like really needs help and that AJ's going to bring him down or they're going to bring each other down. She can see the ship sinking already. I think at this point in the morning, uh, Martha. I guess that scene. Sorry to back up. That scene I think was just trying to highlight their complicated relationship. That like they mm -hmm. have a separate relationship outside of Jack and Claire's relationship. AJ and Claire have their own thing going on where they're like communicating away from Jack. Um, and we yeah. see at the end that like they secretly wanted to end up together. Mm -hmm. I, I don't really know. I think maybe Jack. I want to see another side to him because he is. He just seems really stunted. I don't know what his mental illness is, I, yeah, but he just seems very stunted the whole movie. It's alcoholism. I mean, he's you just a, he's just drunk yeah. the whole time. Okay, true. Yeah. Like, and if he hadn't been drunk, he probably wouldn't have shot Sylvester. He like lost his cool about that, and he drank too much tequila and started gagging and shot the man. So I think that his the maybe he has more going on, and he's probably uh, self uh, medicating with the alcohol so there's probably mm -hmm. underlying issues going on but i think the alcoholism is probably at the root of most of his issues and if he got a handle on that he could probably work his way through his other mental illness uh which is clearly um not the alcohol is not helping that's for sure um he's also a murderer so like i'm sure his soul is like weighing on him he wears like a fedora and like a coke necklace the whole movie oh my god the, his <laughs> outfits are horrible he's got like so new bad. balances on a fedora, a Super Bowl t-shirt. New Balances are cool now, but back then they weren't. <laughs> They're not. Yes, actually, I was looking at some cool New Balances online yesterday, and I wanted to buy. Uh, but his were not cool. They were like black, bulky ones that like dads wear to the gym to like walk on the stair stepper. 
Yeah, true, true. Uh, so in the morning, Martha goes to the homicide department in Louisiana and says that her informant is missing, Sylvester, and she thinks Vic is in on it. So one of the detectives, Carl Grove, <clears throat> uh, agrees to help her track down Jack Small. So Jack tells AJ and Claire that he's going to go away for a few days. Um, so he's planning on leaving. Meanwhile, Martha visits her father in the nursing home and mm-hmm. it happens to be the same nursing home that AJ's mother is also at. Oh, and there's a scene where they pass each other. That drove me insane. <laughs> when the movies do that, it drives me insane. It's like in Home Alone 2, Lots in New York, okay. where like they're like walking by, like they, they like walk right by Kevin and I'm like, yeah. oh my God, this just drives <laughs> me insane. So like if you just turned around or something. They do that in movies all the time. Like if you just turned around, it, the whole movie over. Also, did you notice all the haired Krishna monks? Wait, no. There was like, in that scene, while they're at the um, nursing home, there was a bunch of Harry Krishna oh. monks walking around, and there was no explanation. <laughs> but it, for them. it could be like a cosmic reference. I think it was, yeah. Possibly? Yeah, that there's like okay. a, a greater force <laughs> happening outside of the, the movie. And it, this the comes sick back. Bits. Yes, outside of the sick bits. <laughs> which brings us back to the pickles, because there is bacteria in the air. Mm. It's like a cosmic presence. It's like all around us creating the brine exactly yeah which we're trying to use to escape our issues the system our issues fear karma karma. they talk about karma in the beginning do you remember that yes here krishna monks they talk about karma karma too yeah they they both okay so really there's a lot of themes happening at once what do you make do you think they're trying to do some kind of like parallel between martha and aj with their parents both being in the same nursing home yeah i i think that they um even though they are enemies but it's not on purpose they have the same goals and Mm -hmm. the same wants and the same issues so i think there's a A parallel a parallel between them yeah it's kind of like we're seeing uh, martha chose law and order Mm -hmm. and aj chose chaos (laughs) uh so we're seeing that like they both like you said, want the same things, but they're going about them in different ways. So yeah. We're seeing kind of a mirroring here with their uh, parents. Though Martha's dad is not in good shape. <laughs> that man is out the door. He's not doing He's well. He's about to die. He's going to die. Yeah. Uh, right. So I, I, yeah, they walk right past Martha. The mom, again, she looks like she's 50 years old or something. I don't know. And, but she's like in a wheelchair and she says, ah, they think I'm about to get cancer. I'm about <laughs> to die. And she pulls out a flask. <laughs> yeah. Like, girl, well, maybe don't drink if, like, you're going to get cancer and die. <laughs> I know. it's like, But honestly, fuck girlfriend. it. I mean, if you're already in a nursing home and you're going to get cancer and die, you might as well freaking drink. Hell yeah. True. Do it. I love her. Um, Her name is Patricia something. Um, I love her mm-hmm. raspy voice. Ah, yeah. It's, it's so cute. It's so cute. I love it. Uh, Oh, my God. So AJ's talking to her for, like, what, 30 seconds? And he's like, all right, anyway, I should probably get out of here. <laughs> and just leaves. And then she goes... Wait, I'm gonna kill myself. I'm gonna kill myself if you don't come back. No. Why? Why are they so mean to what's going on with this woman? <laughs> They're like torturing her. They are. She's like 40 years old in a wheelchair and she's like, please, I'll kill myself if you don't come back. And he's like, anyway, uh, I'm about to head out. So uh I feel like people in wheelchairs, I don't feel like I know people in wheelchairs can live by themselves and have jobs exactly they don't no. have to live in nursing homes they no they don't also like 
I don't know. Couldn't she get like even just like a helper to come help her in the afternoons and like maybe around bedtime? Yeah. It doesn't even have to be like a live-in thing. It could be like, someone that stopped by. <laughs> I think I would go crazy at the, that nursing home with like Harry Krishna monks <laughs> constantly. Yeah, and like tax bureau people, people. walking around. <laughs> the sig biz i think that nursing home is like a microcosm of like the entire earth like everyone is there at some kind of representation exactly um a vortex it's of a, hu- human humanity suffering. human suffering and human suffering <laughs> uh meanwhile jack who forgot about him great guy mm-hmm. uh jack gets like pulled over by a cop and then is like about to get out of the car but then just runs him over like kills this rookie police officer which a cab but yeah. also a <laughs> cab but like don't kill the cop like though i mean yeah. i don't know shit man that cop should have minded his own damn business i don't know why was he getting mixed up with a guy like <laughs> Jack? also like J- once you kill one cop you know you a lot of them follow like hornets yeah that's true you know yeah, so that's true you wouldn't want to cause any attention okay but jack had no chill the cop pulled him over and he like immediately opens his glove compartment to shoot him yeah, that and the was, cops like, like don't stupid. move. I'm like, bro, why'd you jump for the gun in your glove compartment? Like, that was not smart. Uh, yeah, and the cops like throw your keys out the window, turn off the car. I'm like, yikes, did not go well for him. So uh, Jack's killing cops. He's trying to get out of town. Um, AJ visits Vic's office again, mm-hmm. and okay, I think I'm bumping on this too. Why is Vic so upset about losing two hundred fifty thousand dollars? If in fact if Martha's estimate is correct, and this business is making $10 million a month, $250,000 is chump change. That's nothing. Mm. That's literally just cost of business. That would just be like a marginal loss. Like, no problem. That would be no, no, no skin off Vic back. But um, the whole movie is, like, wrapped up around, or Vic's whole, like, plot, uh, motive in the movie, if you will, is wrapped up around this $250,000. Like, doesn't seem like that much money for people that make so much money, apparently. Well, you know, these mob people and these you know, capitalists, mm-hmm. you know, they're capitalists and they need, they need that change. Everything is accounted for. Right. It's like a moral thing for them. It's, it's a, like, yeah. a, it's a pride thing, I should say. More yeah. so. And Vic also, um, we can't really show you cause this is a podcast, but he's that one actor you see. He's in like every movie he plays. He always plays like the same character. He has a scowl. He's like 80 years old, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's like, he's been old forever. Yeah, he just, he's like, oh, yeah, young people. Ugh. Wait, have you seen him in other movies, or he just, like, have, like, a, does he just have a type? I can't. He was in Nebraska. Oh, I don't know. Is that a movie? It's about an old man who's super can- can- king cankerous. That word. Like, canker sore. Mm-hmm. He just looks like he has a canker sore. <laughs> yeah, he looks like he's sp- his tongue is fiddling with a canker sore. He's always like, Ugh. If anything, yeah. he, he, his whole uh, energy is a canker sore. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, uh, so Martha and Detective Calgrove are staking out Carlo's bar, and they see AJ show up there and go inside, but then he leaves. I don't know what he was doing there, just to talk to Carlo. So they walk up the do- door, and Carlo lets them in, and then Carlo rats on Jack and tells them who AJ is. So now the Martha and Calgrove are on Jack's trail. They know who AJ is. They know that these guys are mixed up with Vic and the sick biz. Yep. Uh, Irina who is one of Vic's partners. She ends up becoming like <laughs> the endgame villain. She's like a very important character. She she looks like the girl from A Portrait of a Lady on Fire. But like very mean and she always has a, a mobster laugh. 
Yes. But she's really buff. She's a queen. She's very fit. Uh, she has no lines. I don't think she doesn't really. She doesn't talk. She she <laughs> she laughs the whole movie. She's <laughs> she's, like, she laughs and she's like a ghoul. Mute. Yeah, she's like some kind of demon. I'm not quite sure what her energy is. Uh, we we meet her earlier in the movie. She's like in the office in Vic's office. So now we're seeing her. She shows up at uh Carlo's bar because she knows that Carlo snitched on Jack and AJ. So she attacks him, kicks his ass. Um, she, uh, she's like a mute. She she's like a fighter mute that also like writes <laughs> things on a powers. She has superpowers. She has like a. She's able to like kick this guy's ass. Yeah, completely overpower him. Uh, and also, oh, so then um, Vic walks into the bar with his cane. We get the, like the reveal where he like walks in with his like cane and, and then scowl. It, Don't yeah, forget cane and scowl. My two favorite. Uh. Yeah, that's how we know Vic's in the room. There's a cane, there's a scowl. Camera pans up. Oh my god, it's Vic. Blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Who fucking cares? He says some shit. He's like, oh, you double-crossed me for the last time. I don't fuck. So then he leaves, and Irina stays, duct tapes Carlo to, like, a beam in the bar, and she pulls out a notebook and writes, kaboom, on it. And then, and she's a sadist. She is. She's a sadist. Yeah. So she leaves it on the chair. And then Carlo's mom comes downstairs <gasps> with a shotgun. Okay. I I love this woman. I love this reveal. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. she looks she looks like a ghost from she looks like Kathy from Wuthering Heights or something. <laughs> yeah. She's like, uh she's, <laughs> she's, amazing. she's definitely like an Appalachian grandma vibe mm-hmm. with like the nightgown and the shotgun, like the double True. barrel coming down. True. She's like, get the hell out of my bar <laughs> and like shoots the ceiling with the shotgun. And Irina's like, oh fuck. So she like gets out of there. And uh, Irina is powerful, but she cannot go against it. A shotgun made for a werewolf. So true. Yeah. yeah. The silver bullet. She can't, she's got to yeah. stay away from it. She walks outside and kaboom, people. The, the <laughs> premonition on the on the piece of paper. Uh, yeah. The, the bar explodes. They, uh, that is explosion one of two that appears in the film. Uh, they, I feel like so you saw the trailer. I didn't watch it. Do they advertise this as like an action packed film? Um. Sorry, that was really loud. Um, they they, it's kind of like a character drama that like a thriller. What's the music like? Is, is it like heavy metal, like jumping around in explosions, like a lot of action thrillers are like, or is it like more somber? It's a little more somber. I would say it kind of has like Wolf of Wall Street vibes. Okay, yeah, right. Yeah, it gives those vibes because the the cover of the movie, the poster, would have you believe it's like gunfire and explosions every which way. The, yeah, it's like really big uh, Triple H in the front with like a gun pointed at the ca- at the the camera and like uh, inside out and like it's like broken glass and everything. But then the movie's not like that at all. It should have been like in cursive inside out, like silhouettes yeah. on like a empty street. <laughs> it's two brothers fighting. Yes, it's definitely you know. yeah. Um, yeah, actually, it kind of reminds me of Blood Brother, which is another WWE movie that we reviewed on here with Mark Ring. Um, that's also on the feed. You can look that one up, too. Uh, reminds me of that a little bit, too, where it's like you have these people who aren't technically related, but they have a brotherhood complex together. And, yeah, also a good crime movie. But Blood Brother's a better movie, man. This movie's bad. Blood Brother at least had, like, Betty Wap in it, and, like, it had actual explosions and stuff. This one's just a lot of standing around and talking and drinking wine and shit. So, back at Claire and Pepper's house, AJ's having pizza with them. And, oh my god, so I'll show you this because I have a 
a photo of it. This is okay. there's this really weird painting of Pepper in the house, and it makes oh. me laugh so hard. What is going on? Oh, in this, yeah. you can only see half of it, but I I don't know. Do you think they made that for the movie? I don't know if you can try I to just Peppa Peppa Pepper Pepper painted that. it. Pepper yeah. Painted. Ah, it's Pepper the painter. Sporty <laughs> people are not allowed to paint. I'm sorry. If I can describe <laughs> this at all, it it's ghostly. She, she's very pale. Her eyebrows are not on fleek. The eyes are huge. Mm-hmm. It's definitely got like a Tim Burton big eyes vibe. It uh, kind of looks like something you make in high school for your art class. You're like kind of rushed. Yeah. You know. Yeah. It was like a two week project that yeah. they got to do. It was a portrait. Uh, definitely a watercolor, right? I think. Mm-hmm. It doesn't look. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I could show you. There's one in Vic's office. There's another painting in Vic's office mm-hmm. that they always show. It's like a. Um, fuck. It's like it looks like Basquiat inspired, but yeah. really bad, but extremely terrible. Extremely terrible. Vic has bad taste. There's something about the paintings in this movie. I think they probably hired someone. They have an energy to them. Though. They have a look. I want to see. I want to see a curation yeah, of these paintings. This film. The, yeah. the art is great. We love it. It's all over. Um. So Claire's on the phone with Jack, and she's like, "Love you. Bye." I don't know. Then she calls someone else. Oh, she just is a big reveal. She calls somebody. We don't know. And she says, tomorrow, somewhere without snow, if possible. So, like, we know Claire's up to something. Maybe, like, witness protection program. Mm. She's working with the feds. I don't know. Uh, so, then, this is confusing to me, but we should talk about it. AJ goes to the jail to meet with his parole officer um, and Martha's there sitting next to him and she starts asking AJ questions. She asks how long he was in. He says 13 years. He just got out last week. His parole officer calls him Jane Arlo K43221. And what was the point of this meeting is what I'm trying to ask. Like, he goes and meets with the parole officer and he's the parole officer. Like, well, uh, how's it feel to be a free man? And he's like, pretty good. He's like, all right, well, have a good one. And I'm like, what was the point of the meeting? Because then as soon as he walks out of the office, Martha and Detective Calgrove are like, hey, you're coming with us. Was it just like a, mm. from a plot point, was it just like a device to get all three of them in the room together? I think so. A little bleep. Yeah. A bleep. A bleep, as you would yeah. say. <laughs> with You're doing like a hill. Oh, yeah. A blip. <laughs> a blump. A little, uh, oh, yeah. Like, yeah. if we're doing our, our story arc, we're headed up the climax and yeah. get a little blip in there. They could have edited it out, but they It, it felt like a deleted scene. It didn't didn't feel necessary. <laughs> couldn't they, couldn't uh, Martha and Calgrove just like, approach uh aj on the street or something why do they have to do it yeah. at the parole office anyway um but martha's is queen and we we stand we stand she's trying to take down jane arlo k four three two okay um so they tell him that carlo's bar blew up and that jack tried to kill a cop i guess the rookie cop didn't die mm-hmm. um they ask him if he's looking for a way out and he says you must be looking for a way in so now they got to have AJ working with them mm-hmm. so that he doesn't get caught up with all this shit. So Martha says that AJ needs to help him bring Jack in so they can get him on manslaughter charges for killing Sylvester, for killing Sylvester and also help them bring down Vic. And if AJ refuses, they'll just charge him for all three bodies, all three being Carlos, Sylvester, and Carlos' mom, and he'll die in uh, life in prison. So AJ has no choice, really. Um, so he goes to prison to meet with Vic, and he has a. Why is Vic in prison? Oh God, I have. I was he arrested for something. He 
they must have gotten him on like some charge. Some, but it wasn't something. the like they didn't get him on the whole crime ring yet because later on they're like, we're charging you for the murder of these people, and he's like, I didn't have anything to do with that. But then he's in jail already at this point. You know, I completely have no idea because there's there's a lot of potholes. <laughs> oh wait, my favorite part of this scene is when he. <laughs> I forgot what the hell they were talking about, but he go he tells AJ. Oh, he asks AJ to kill Jack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then he he, you know what you know what I think happened actually is they know Jack like tried to kill a cop, so they went to Vic because they're connected. Mm-hmm. But because of that, he wants to kill. Um, he wants AJ, AJ to kill Jack. <laughs> So to convince him, he says, he uses like a really funny pun or a metaphor. He says, when a dog is sick, you put your hands over its eyes and you tell him you you love him and then you kill him. You put him down. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. He used the analogy of killing a dog like behind the shed to describe his own son. He does this like this uh, contemporary dance over his his (laughs) eyes. He like puts his hands literally over AJ's eyes, which um, prison's definitely a no touching zone, right? <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. not allowed to like reach across the table and like <laughs> put your hands over someone's eyes. But it it shows two men touching when oh yeah, in a, way, a really a very intimate. intimate way. <laughs> definitely intimate. So I I stand. Definitely I stand. Yeah, uh, Vic. Yeah, so Vic saying that. Jack is a sick dog, but Jack is also a rat because Vic thinks that Jack ratted on him. But we find out later that it was actually Claire that ratted on him. Uh, but that's like yeah. a reveal at the end of the movie. So, all right. So what we have now, Jack is, oh, sorry, AJ is a very conflicted person now. So the cops want AJ to help them arrest Jack and Vic wants AJ to help him kill Jack. So Jack's got yeah. two hits out for him from different people. Both are trying to get AJ to be the uh, acting man for both of these hits. So AJ's really got a lot on his plate at this moment in the film. AJ is really, fate is really against him in this movie. Man. He's just a good guy, but fate is just, there's nothing he can do. What it's a it, curse. It, yes. The bacteria in the air <laughs> made his water into brine. That's like really, Literally. and his life, Literally. the water of his life has become brine from the bacteria in the air from his lifestyle. Mm hmm. To uh, revisit the pickle analogy. So, AJ meets with Claire to tell her what's up. But we know Claire's working with the cops too. So she tells AJ that Jack is up at her parents' house. So, AJ heads out to find Jack. And Jack pulls up to a restaurant and kills two dudes who are sitting in their car. (laughs) Right? And... I don't know if those dudes were like Vic's goons or something or like who they were. I was confused by it. But either way, AJ gets one of their guns. Now he has a gun. So I think he already had a gun. Oh, yeah. Does he have two guns now? He's got a lot of guns. Why did he? Why did we, another thing, we didn't need that scene of him going to the bar and stealing or killing people, two more people. It yeah. could have been a deleted scene. But okay, so AJ shows up at the house where Jack is. Jack's like, did my father send you to kill me? And AJ's like, yup. And then Jack pulls out a gun and is like, is it my time or yours, AJ? And then AJ's like, put the gun away. Uh, And then Jack shoots the gun in the air a bunch of times for some reason. Uh, And then they like sit out and like look across the water together. It's actually a beautiful cottage. 
with fun. This is like a brother to brother moment, a very intimate yeah. moment. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're 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 both at a real crossroads at this moment. Mm-hmm. So AJ tells Jack that they got Vic on some tax thing, and someone inside was a snitch. So and then AJ tells Jack that if he turns himself in, he'll get fifteen for manslaughter and be out in thirteen. And AJ walks free. So um, so then so AJ can make his pickles. Uh, get get on with the play. Uh, and then Jack is like a total dickhead, like I said before, and is like, "Oh hell no, I'm not doing that shit. Fuck that. I'm not doing 13 years." And it's like, dude, AJ already did 13 years for you, because Jack is the real villain in this movie. If you mm-hmm. ask me. Uh, next, Irina, is she's really like the one that's like she has no real moral angle. She's just like a bloodthirsty person. She's like an animal <laughs> with an open mouth, an open mouth grin. Yeah, she giggles. She she's a ghoul. She giggles every time she kills. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She's, she's giggling Irene. Hey, isn't that giggling Irene coming in here? Uh, so, yeah. 13 years in prison would be shitty, but I'd rather do 13 years in prison than, like, like isn't he taking a deal? Like, what's the other alternative? What's, there's like, no other alternative. Just run away and hide? Where is he going to go? He's from Louisiana. <laughs> he hates everywhere else. I know. He's like a guy. He's a doofus. He can't survive. I could see him on in the Mexico. Run. I guess. But do we really know. want our American criminals going down to Mexico? Like, leave Mexico no. Uh, yeah. So AJ tells Jack that Claire loves him. Claire loves him. Jack, don't do this. Uh, and then Jack turns around and walks back to the house. And then we hear a gunshot. And <laughs> as AJ looks out at the, so Jack shot himself in the head. Well, Jack is dead. <laughs> He can't deal with the um, he either having to go to prison or you know the other deal whatever yeah the deal is uh the third oh well his deal is that he gets off on manslaughter charges but I think that's so lucky because he killed yeah. Sylvester in cold blood he he like brandished a weapon and like shot the man I think his mis- masculinity his toxic masculinity killed him he, in the end he does have toxic masculinity yeah. yeah. Not owning up to what he got to own up to. Exactly. You know? <laughs> Be a man. Be a freaking man. <laughs> well, he kind of was a man. He shot himself in the head. Yeah. Uh, that's what a real man does. Yeah. <laughs> Commit suicide. Commit suicide or you're not Yeah. In, in really the, a man. In oh, wait, the, no, no, no. I take that back. Don't. Yeah. Don't uh, commit suicide. Parody, 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 satire, satire. Redacted, redacted, redacted. <laughs> I think uh, we're in the clear now. Okay. Uh, yeah. Once you get to like a, oh man, I don't have my computer muted, so there's just like a call coming through. My bad. Um. Okay. Sorry about that. I'll edit that out. Um. Where are we at? Where are we at? Where are we at? So AJ goes to a mortuary and tells the mortician that he's with Vic Smalls and brings Jack body, Jack's body inside. So AJ goes to visit his mother again. And she's like coughing and dying, so I guess she's doing worse than we thought. Maybe she's got cancer now. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> she probably just drank too much from the flask. <laughs> Smoked a little too too many cigarettes. Yeah, you know. those untaxed six. Bit. Meanwhile, also because they our visitation day is the same or something, because Martha is also there visiting her father, um, and reads him an article on her case to him, and but Martha tells him that. She feels so guilty about Sylvester, and she because she's the reason that he died because she uh, he was her informant, and she asked her dad what to do with that. What is what did she do with that uh, 
baggage. And her dad says, uh, you just got to bury it forever. <laughs> what the hell? That's literally the most terrible advice I've ever heard. That's some Batman shit. She's going to become, she's going to become Batman. She's going to become a vigilante something. for sure. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm like, girl, go to therapy and learn some healthy coping skills. Like you don't have to bury your trauma. And your, no. your boomer father telling you to do that is not good energy, girl. You got to get away from that. She really, they were, they're setting her up as like the shrill government worker when she's really just trying to make the best of everything. She, she's the hero. Know? She's the real hero. She of the really film. is. So AJ goes back to see Claire and he says that someone gave up the shipment of SIGs that were coming in and Vic thinks it was Jack. Claire tells AJ it was her. Um, Martha blackmailed her into working with her and giving up the shipment. So Martha's got her little fingies in everybody. But, yeah. Uh, AJ asks Claire why she never came to see him in prison, right? We're getting a little uh, reveal here about their relationship. And she says that she was scared, alone, broke, and pregnant. And Jack was there for her. And she reveals to, to AJ that Pepper is actually AJ's mm. daughter, his daughter, not Jack's. Because... Well, the way she says it, she's like, when you went to prison, I was pregnant. And he's like, wait, what? You were pregnant when you were in, when I was going to prison? I thought you got, Jack got you pregnant after. And she was like, no, like, that's your baby. I got pregnant before you even went to prison. Oh. Wow. Um, so she kisses him, and he kisses her back, and then they have sex. What the fuck? Her husband just died. Her husband of 13 years just died, and the father of her child, or at least the man that raised her child. And now she's just going to go right back to her old high school sweetheart that, like, from years before. This woman has real problems. She does. Real problems. She, like, I'm sorry, girl, tonight was not the night to have sex. You have so much shit going on in your life. Yeah. I was really upset by both of their actions. One, I think AJ, that's his best friend's wife. Why would he do that? Even if they had a history before, that doesn't matter. That's, like, not where they're at in their lives anymore. You know, she's she's kind of like a badly written. She's like the worst written character because I don't know any of her her backstory or like why her motivations. If anything, I feel like if she, if they write someone who's like a mob wife or whatever, mob wives are always like a little like off and selfish and cold and she it just like doesn't work in the story in my opinion. I her character doesn't work in the story. I agree with you. I think that um they kind of just have her doing whatever the plot, like whatever suits the plot. Like she yeah. doesn't have any real moral drive or like uh, any kind of convictions. She's just like, okay, Jack's dead now, and we need AJ to have a happy ending. So and to have sex and to have sex in the movie. With the vessel. Like, there's be yeah, gross and true. <laughs> yeah, like, she like they they're like okay, now it's time for like a romance scene. So we'll just give it to uh, Claire's character because. I, but I'm like that doesn't make any sense. Why would Claire go for that guy? Her old high school sweetheart from 13 years ago right even if that is the father of her child like lots of people have children with people that they're not with anymore and have mm -hmm. new relationships with other people like that, that has like literally no bearing on your sexual uh relationship i don't know why they have to have sex in this moment it's weird and it grosses me out okay pepper gets home the next morning because she was at a sleepover and she walks into she was at a sleepover she, i know i wish i went to sleepovers when i was 14. You didn't go to sleepovers, Lydia? No. I wasn't that type of uh, gal. I just have an issue with Pepper. I have. <laughs> I'm kind of joking, but also she brings up 
Do do you have like a jealousy around Pepper because you didn't go to sleepovers when you were fourteen? Yeah. She brought her own pillow to the sleepover, which is such a nerdy move. I literally Pepper gets an F for me. I hate. I do not like Pepper. I think she should have. I she should have what died. They should have made her like like rebellious or something like. I don't know. She is like perfectly nice, isn't she? She's a little too nice. Her dad is like literally in the mob or something. Yeah, she has like no baggage. She's just kind of like She's like I'm a I'm like cute. Yeah, she's cute. <laughs> yeah, and earlier in the movie AJ's like um you got a boyfriend and or she's he's like you, are you old enough for a boyfriend? And she's like yeah. And then he's like uh you like boys? And she's like oh, I, remember I love boys. And I'm like this is such a weird conversation. Okay. Kind of like goals, cause she she was like, I don't need a boyfriend, but also, it's just like a weird dialogue. And then he was like, Are you gay? Yeah, <laughs> literally, he's like, oh, Anyway, so do you like men or women? As a fourteen year old, she's like, Well, she's you know, honestly, she might be a little sporty, little lesbian, lesbian. I don't know. She definitely says she likes boys. She's a little cishet. She's cishet. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. I unclaim she's unclaimed. She's not part from... of the LGBT community. Get her out. Okay. I don't claim we don't claim her. We don't, we don't claim her, people. She is out. She's not queer. She's not an ally. Well, she might be an ally. I um I wish AJ was gay. He's my type. Really? No, but he's really buff. And I love his hair. He has such a nice hairline for like being such a grown man. <laughs> You'd think you would have lost some hair by now. He has so much hair. He's like buff in a way that's like Scary. disgusting. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's all that's all wrestlers. They're all like yeah. they have that look that's like brilliant. But we stand. Honestly, wrestlers are like the best role models. They're like really in shape. They don't do drugs because they get drug tested. They're mm-hmm. like it's basically like children programming. Like kids love WWE. Oh yeah. And like they so they just like do all these like cute events for kids and they're just like really like clean living well exercised men and women oh i didn't know that that's cute yeah um yeah they do a tons of like make a wish and stuff like wwe's like really big uh into like not child entertainment but like kids are like a huge fan you know because they if you're a wwe superstar you have action figures mm-hmm. and like they, like their toy business is huge because kids love wwe i liked it as a kid too i thought it was fun um uh, I'm getting off on a tangent here. So Pepper gets home from the sleepover and she walks into Claire's room and sees AJ and Claire in bed together. Scandalous. This mm-hmm. is a huge... She's like, oh my God, I'm disgusted. And for her, she doesn't know that Jack's dead at this point. Yeah. So like, she's like confused, I'm sure. Wait, repeat that. Who sees who in bed? Pepper sees AJ oh. and Claire in bed. Okay, I got you. So got she's you. like in on the shit. So Claire wakes up and reaches into AJ's jeans and finds Jack's class ring that he keeps on the chain. And when AJ wakes up, Claire's sitting in the chair, and she's like, uh, uh, he, he knew that Pepper was your daughter, but he oh, took dear. care of you, took care of her anyway. He did that for you, and you let them murder him. And, so the, and then he's like, uh, so, well, Claire thinks that Jack is, was killed, but he, we don't, she doesn't know that he committed suicide. And AJ's like, no, wait, that's not what happened. He's like trying to explain, but then Claire is not having it, and she pulls out a gun. She's like, <laughs> she's like shut the fuck up. I'm freaking strapped. And then uh, just then, the bedroom door opened. So what we're seeing now is the beginning of the film when AJ gets oh, shot. Oh, yeah. So then the bedroom door opens and AJ looks behind him and then a gunshot goes off. He falls to the ground. Oh, no, he's been shot. 
So that's what we saw at the very beginning of the movie. So we're back to the beginning, kind of. Cut to new perspective. We're seeing Martha and Calgrove pulling up to Claire's house where everything's going on. Martha's banging on the door. Uh, AJ gets up and puts the robe on. Um, so some time has passed, I'm guessing, because Claire and Pepper are no longer in the home. AJ gets up, puts his robe on, and uh, Martha is like, Claire's gone, everyone's in jail, but we can't find Irina. And Oh, God. <laughs> That's the worst one to not account for, I know, is Irina. The, the mute killer. We, we, we need to find her. Silent, but deadly. Right. And then we see her in the house. She's behind AJ. She's like <laughs> creeping around the corner. She's hiding oh, in the house. So, who the fuck shot AJ? Was it Claire? I have no idea. I don't remember this part. Okay, great. We're in new territory We're here. in new territory, yeah. <clears throat> okay. Later, when he's reunited with Claire, Claire's like, I'm sorry about what happened. I just didn't understand that he killed himself and that you weren't involved. Like, so I think she shot him, but they don't show the bullet or, like, the gun going off. They just show him, like, a gun. This is like a gun sound and him falling over. So, like, did Irina shoot him? And we can't... And the door opens behind him. So, like, was it... Was he shot in the back or the front? I guess... I guess maybe Claire shot him. I think Claire that shot him. That was probably him. what happened. So... I just think it's just so random that Irina comes up as like this opponent at the end, like the last 10 minutes of the movie. But so AJ showers and bandages himself up and he reaches in the crab cabinet and grabs the other gun. And then outside he sees that there's a cop car posted up because Martha and Kyle Grove pulled a cop like wait outside for him and like see if AJ leads them somewhere. Um, so then he goes back inside. He's like, fuck that. There's a cop following me. So he grabs his phone <clears throat> or like the home phone or whatever. And reports that there's been a shooting at 616 Decatur. So the cop leaves to go to respond to this fake shooting somewhere. Um, 616, that's my area code on my phone. Mm. Grand Rapids, represent. Grand Rapids, Michigan. Uh, We'd, I, it's okay. Yeah. But also I, not my lane. I I'm ha- not a West I, Michigander. I, yeah. So I'm, I don't know. I'm definitely, I'm a West Michigan native. I just saw the 616 in the movie and I had to shout it out. Okay. My cool, homie's yeah. back home. All right. Uh, so AJ goes outside, gets in the station wagon. So then uh, cuts to he's driving in the night. It's nighttime now. Irina is, Irina is laying in the back seat of the car. <laughs> Fucking oh, oh no. genius. Fucking you know, karate master. Um, Jack gets to, to uh, Claire's parents' house, which is the same place he was before where Jack killed himself earlier. Uh, when he gets there, Claire runs out. She says, Sorry to AJ. Jack left a letter, suicide note, telling her everything. So now Claire's kind of like acting like everything's fine. She's just a very strange woman. Yeah. She comes, she gets there, finds out that he's dead, that he left a suicide note, so he killed himself, and that his body was just dropped off at some mortuary somewhere. And then she's just like, oh my gosh, so sorry I shot you. Everything's fine. I totally understand now. Like, everything's been explained. I'm like, lady, you have like the weirdest reaction to things. Like, yeah, it's not human. It's weird. No, she has these two dudes in her life that just flip and she just flip flops between them, and they're both like putting her in like harm's way and her child in danger too. Like it's just, like a whole mess. So okay. she needs to opt out. She needs. To opt she out. needs her own pickle thing. Yes, she needs yeah. to get pickling. She needs to turn her her brine into water. Yeah, seal off the bacteria. So outside, AJ sees there's another note from Irina. Okay, this one says kaboom on it as well. Oh, God. Uh, in addition to the word kaboom, there is a drawing of a mommy and a daddy and a kid. Wow, real psychopath vibes. I love her. <laughs> I know, she's very strange. Two, uh, 
So she's going to blow the house up. So AJ runs in, gets them out. This is so funny. Pepper's asleep at the bed. And he picks her up and throws her over his shoulder. And then as they're running out, it goes off. Pepper's just like passed out over <laughs> AJ's shoulder. I'm like, she's 14. You could have just shaken her awake and dragged her out of the house. Like, yeah, she like she's sporty. Injury. She could run. She's very, she's fast. She got uh, the blue ribbon. Uh, I'm like, why is she like asleep? She's like so passed out that they have to like drag her out of the house. <laughs> Poor Pepper. I think she has like an iron deficiency or something. Yeah. Uh, so the house explodes as they're running. Claire and Pepper get in the car and drive off. And then Irina pops up and hits AJ with a two by four. And so he falls and he's reaching for his gun, but Irina gets it and is about to shoot him when bam, Irina gets shot. And Claire is like, AJ, no. Uh, so we think Claire, uh, Irina, but no, it was actually Pepper who shot Irina from the car. So mm-hmm. Pepper killed a woman when she was like 14. So that's dramatic. Uh, and her dad's dead. So it's been a really dramatic situation. I hope she becomes more rebellious or goes through a change. It's impossible not to go through something when that happens to you. And we just don't see that. Yeah, she certainly has a she's had a lot to she's gone through a lot this week. Yeah. I feel I I guess I feel a little I feel a little bad for her. <laughs> I feel really bad for Pepper. Though you hate her, so you wanted everything like that happens to her to come to <laughs> yeah. She deserves every every bit of it. So now, cut to title card two weeks later. Um, they're at Jack's grave. Pepper's crying. Claire kicks the grave, which is like, so disrespectful. Oh my god, I remember that part. She, she has like a moment where her like anxiety just bursts out. It's yeah. really funny. Um, and then she says that these are her good shoes. And Pepper laughs. <laughs> Oh my god, these are my good shoes. <laughs> Not my grave-kicking <laughs> shoes. Those I should have worn those. Um, so now it's Jack's voiceover again from the start of the movie. I think it's the same one. And he tells us that he was just a placeholder for AJ to show up and reclaim his family. And I'm like, what the fuck? That's not how anything works. Like, You are the oh. father. You raised that, that girl. And you uh, were married to that woman for 13 years. Like, how is how are you a placeholder for him to come in like there you go the ultimate cuck he killed himself ultimately yeah so that his family could have a new man in it oh yeah that i love that psychological that's literally like jack's whole purpose in the movie was just to become a dead ghost cuck (laughs) for aj so um yeah i mean okay so then Claire and Pepper. Oh my gosh. All right. So, this is the conclusion of the movie. It's okay. I said to warm myself up here. All right. Then Claire is like, Pepper, can you get me a pickle? This is like in the <laughs> graveyard, people. They're in the car. Just got done at the, at the grave. And then uh, AJ's like, Yeah, a pickle sounds pretty good right about now. Uh, yeah. Like when you're visiting your girlfriend's ex husband and your best friend's grave, hungry for a pickle? Like, I'm, I don't understand. Uh, I think all of them are just mm. like, dehydrated from eating so many pickles. pickles. It's done something to their brain. <laughs> They're literally like, huh, well, that was traumatic. Better have a pickle. Um, so then Pepper reaches in the back seat to get Jack her his pickle and his mom. Her mom a pickle. And she's like, uh, mom, I think we're out of pickles. And she reaches back and pulls out the pickle jars and they're all full of cash. They're stuffed with money. Oh. 
and that's the end of the movie um and so yeah i don't know the the trunk of the $250,000 is like in the pickle jar now i guess and they sold it to the I don't know, what's the money i don't understand where the money came from at all but that's the end uh they all have jars of money and we see them get in the whip and drive away from the grave <laughs> i i it's cinematic it's poetic it's cinema it's french new wave <laughs> alors alors jean jean get it cinema uh yeah, yeah i hated it i hated the movie i thought it was funny it's something all right okay it's definitely funny yeah. i finished it and was just shaking my head i was so it, it was bizarre it was meandering it was long it's only an hour and 33 minutes and it feels like felt like forever it feels like five hours it feels like a yeah. five hour like uh i don't even know like epic film there's like a million characters there's like five plots happening at once there we're getting like deep dives into like martha's character she like, comes in in the third act is like it's like really important character we're getting lots of like screen time with her and her dad and like we're trying to like resolve her trauma there's like there's a lot happening and there's then irene lot. is like a whole side character too that ends up becoming like the main villain at the end oh anyway the bionic woman she that's Truth what she feels like she feels like the terminator or something because she's literally like able to do all this crazy shit and she has like explosive technology to like blow up people's houses and things there's a lot anyway um, let's take a short break and then when we get back we will do our rating okay. and we'll be done. We'll finish up the episode then. Okay. And we're back. Okay, so here's how the rating works. I kind of explained it earlier, but so it's five categories to get us an overall rating of zero to five points. Each point each category is worth one point and you're gonna give it a zero to one okay. rating, so a decimal point. Um but before that uh, a tradition on the show every episode is not rated out of stars or anything like that uh we choose a different thing to rate the movie out of okay. every episode so we have to pick something i think it's only right to do pickles, pickles. but <laughs> i don't know if there's any other uh objects or things that you thought would be good to do it with. aj's I- wig <laughs> wait 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 he's definitely you think he's got a wig on hair extensions i don't know <laughs> um i think he recently shaved his head too actually which is interesting. Uh, maybe He's trying back. to get out of this maybe era, recent, but this movie's era. Yeah, well, we can all get out of 2011. Mm-hmm. Well, 2010 actually, because we see on uh, Jack's grave that he died in 2010. So uh, okay. I guess that's when the movie was shot, and it came out in 2011. Um, okay, yeah, I think pickles is really the only like logical. Yeah. So category one is believability. So believability of the story, the world, the characters, like the way everything interacts. Uh, I can go first for you. You can go. So for me, uh, it's actually kind of a believable movie in places. Like I think the crime ring thing could work. Like it makes sense to me. Uh, but overall, the way people uh, act and do things and like the way things happen and then the like kaboom and the exploding stuff. uh was completely bs and it didn't work for me sorry i was like keeping the cat from climbing on the computer um yeah trej is here our our uh friend of the show tiffany so treasure uh, my co-host do you want to say something kitty maybe if i squeeze her she'll... nope just kidding 
Uh, okay. So uh, for believability, I'm giving it a point two because I think it's uh, I like the crime ring stuff, but I don't like anything else about it. I think it's bad. Other than that, okay. Uh, what what were your thoughts on the believability? I'd give it a one. Point a one a one. Like you think it's highly believable? <laughs> yes. Like it's the most. Yeah. Be- okay. Amazing. Amazed. Beautiful. <laughs> oh, Amazed. Man. I just I believed every second. I feel like the characters were very believable. Yeah. Too. <laughs> Except the mom, Claire. Uh, wow. Um, well, okay, so that gives us uh, an average of 0.6 for believability. Okay. Because you went high, I went low, (laughs) so we met somewhere in the middle. Yeah. This might end up being like a very highly rated movie on our list (laughs) since uh, you're rolling out all the stops, Lydia. Yeah. You're trying to sabotage our uh, our rating scale. (laughs) Oh, 100%. Uh, okay, two is costumes. So... Uh, and for me, something I think about costumes is that like costumes shouldn't stand out or like stick out too much. Mm-hmm. So that's something I always look for in costumes is like, are, am I noticing them but not noticing them at the same time? I don't know if you had thoughts on like costumes in this movie. I just thought the fedora was a little too, um, too much. I think for Jack, I think we it's like we get it. Like he's stunted. so it was a little too much for me personally. I hate the costumes. You know? I yeah, I didn't like them. What would you rate them then? Point three. Yeah, I was thinking like a point two. Again, I really didn't like them. I thought that like what uh Irina was wearing like a sundress. <laughs> but she's With, like leggings. Yeah. But she's like a cold blooded murderer. murderer. So I'm like, what are you wearing why are you wearing that? And uh um Pepper's outfits, she looked like a JoJo Siwa type. Like I don't know uh, what was going on there. Truly the worst, you know, uh, Justice. Have you yes. heard that store, Justice? I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, the worst all. of the worst. Justice uh, trash. I, I mean, I've personally not been a customer of Justice, but um, yes, I... I was. Oh, I love that for you. When I was 10, 11, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think, do they even sell adult sizes there? They, no, unfortunately. <laughs> You're going to like get like a fuzzy blouse if you're a baby you can get them if you're a baby so uh 0.25 for uh costumes three is dialogue so uh (laughs) a zero i give a zero all right zero uh i'm trying to think yeah i also didn't like the dialogue because they repeat the same things over and over it's like there were like three plot points to this movie, and then they just repeat them for ninety minutes. It's just, yeah, it's unbelievably annoying. Very annoying. So, I've never rated anything a zero on this show before because I always feel like I should give people like some benefit of the doubt. You should be as passionate and impulsive. Okay, as you want. <laughs> I love it. Impulse, yeah. Uh, just go. Yeah, zero. zero. It is. Yeah. Fuck it. All right. That's never happened before. Okay. <laughs> Category four is acting, and with acting comes reacting. So if you thought people underreacted to things or overreacted, and then also just acting in general. Point four. Point four. Um, yeah. Was there anyone that, I mean, we kind of talked about it already. Was there anyone that you thought stood out as like a good actress or actor? Oh, absolutely not. No one. <laughs> absolutely no what one. What about um, Julie White, who plays Martha? She her dialogue was so weird. I didn't like how she was talking. It was just kind of off. It was she does have like a cadence 
that she puts to like her words. Yeah, like she I- has like she's on antipsychotics or something. <laughs> yeah, it's like a it's like the bouncing yeah. ball on like a sing along. I kind of talk like that too, but it's okay. Um, well, I don't th- I don't think you sound like Julia White. <laughs> Well, Julie I don't know. I don't have any uh, perception of I think of myself. Here's my Julie White impression from Inside Out. She's like, oh, God, I shouldn't have said that I was going to do this. All right. <laughs> She's like kind of like doing like a, and where does the money go? <laughs> it goes to the Taliban people. It goes to drugs. Like, she, has this, she like, does these weird pauses in like, the middle of her sentence. Yeah, but it, the movie's edited weird, so it's just, it just doesn't connect. No. Either. She's like, what's the business? cigarettes <laughs> my father and it's like oh my god yeah like how people talk when they're on antipsychotics a hundred percent well if she's going for that she did well she did i uh, love her so Stan. you say point four i'm gonna give it the acting wasn't bad and i, I, I overall like i okay. think that in my opinion i'm not you should not uh retcon your 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 uh opinion your uh your your score but uh, I do think the actor that plays Jack is very charismatic. I think that mm. like he's he's got a good presence on screen. That actor plays the same character. He's a character actor every single movie. He's oh, you've in. seen him before? Yeah, he was new to me. He's in like a bunch of other things. I should have looked at his IMDb. He plays the same character in every yeah, movie. The man works. We love yeah. him. Uh, so I'm gonna give it okay. Uh, sorry, just to move on. I'm gonna give it a seven, a point seven. So that way it's not like a D. It's not a fail. Mm-hmm. It's just like a middle C, not bad, not great either. I have to do the average on that because I don't know what it is. 0.7 equals, and then you divide that by two, it's 0.55. So, last category is this is just your overall score. So, if you were going to okay. rate the movie on like a letter grade, uh, okay. what percentage would you give it? And when you do that, uh, just give like a closing argument or closing thoughts about the movie, just like what you want to leave the listeners with and just your overall impression of your time watching the film and i can okay. go first or you can you can go first okay uh overall i think that the, i it was not what i was expecting i thought that this was going to be like a kind of a uh, car crashing uh, explosion heavy lots of uh not a lot of dialogue just kind of a lot of like uh, set piece after set piece kind of movie like a 12 mm. rounds kind of type movie uh or like a marine uh marine one two three four five six uh but instead what we got was kind of a moody mm-hmm. uh crime film about brotherhood and uh family and also like uh morality like what's what's right what's wrong what's law what's order do you break the chain of command in order to do the right thing in the case of martha so and however with that, even though it was like a psychological thriller with like kind of a lot of meandering uh, scenes, but that's exactly my problem. It, it meanders around. The uh, dialogue repeats things constantly. There's these long conversations of just back and forth about frankly nothing. A lot of mm-hmm. stuff just doesn't happen. And there's also like a lack of focus in the movie in general because what we're seeing is like Martha is a main character, AJ is a main character, Jack is a main character. And they give Vic Small all this screen time, too. And then also, we got to make room for Claire and Pepper as, I'm not quite sure, they're not really so much given, like, a character uh, uh, dimension, but they're, like, kept throughout the movie. There's just so much happening. Plus, we have Detective Calgrove because there's the whole subplot with the homicide department and, like, which homicide detective is going to pick up (laughs) the case. 
and then Martha's like a tax evader person, but like, I don't know. Basically, I'm rambling now, but the movie's all over the place. And for that, I'm going to give it a 0.5, half of a point for mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I, I felt the same way about it being like unfocused. Mm-hmm. But I think if they just, they hired someone who wasn't like the studio's like nephew. If they hired someone, you know, there's a lot of nepotism probably. And mm-hmm. they just hire like the same people. They need to hire people who are like good at editing and stuff. I just feel like the editing just made it terrible. Like it could have just, it could have been a way better like movie. Because they wanted, like there's a lot of, I feel like it has like the same uh, plot as like a lot of other action movies about like brotherhood and stuff uh that you're talking about Mm -hmm. so i don't know like you're supposed to feel it in your if you like a movie you can feel it in like you know your gut your coochie your third eye right in your vagina and your but i just didn't feel i didn't feel it but i i want to give it some credit because i love character dynamics and there was definitely some interesting things at play so i can't just give it a zero. But I also love bad movies. Fuck. What can I give it? I will give it a point. All right, point four. <laughs> what an upset. You heard it here first, folks. All right, so that's a point four five for overall score. Not too bad. Now we just got to do a little quick tally. Yeah, Um. I also like bad movies. It's like what this whole show is about. I've watched so many bad movies because of this podcast. Um, let me just make sure I did that right. Um, <laughs> it's not the worst. It's really not. So, I don't, uh, is that the? Did you do that right? I think so. Because we gave it a zero for one of the categories. Oh. Point six plus point two five plus zero plus point five five plus point four five equals 1.85 okay that's right right don't you have to divide it by five no because uh we did that already so it's one through five and then we get our total excuse me i haven't taken a math class um a while (laughs) well it doesn't help that it's the most convoluted rating scale of all time but without further ado uh the film inside out this week on monday movie night raw has been rated 1.85 pickles out of five pickles Wow. <laughs> Which is not the worst we've seen, but it's definitely not the best. Uh, reigning champ is still Scooby Doo WrestleMania Mystery. Okay. It's <laughs> still okay. Our, our highest rated movie. Uh, um, worst, I, I don't know which one is the worst. I think it's Armed Response is still the worst one on the list. Uh, great. Um, well, I guess that's, all, that's it then. Uh, Should it, I plug? Yes, my... please. I was about to ask. If there's anything you wanted to plug? Um,. If you want to look at my art, my Instagram is unaligned.temple.warrior. Um, or you can just look up Lydia Kuzak. But on yeah, that's the only thing I can, on Instagram, yeah, that's the only thing I can plug. <laughs> All right. Thank you. Yeah, no, okay. I like your Instagram a lot. It's really cool. You should definitely check it out. Uh, and all right. Thank you to uh, everyone for listening. Thank you to Matt Brown for the theme music. Thank you to Planet Ant for your continued support. And thank you again, Lydia, for thank coming you. on the show. Yeah, I really appreciate so it. And that's all she wrote, people. And 
Don't forget your pickles. <laughs> Don't forget your pickles, and we'll see you next episode. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye. This has been a production of Planet Ant Podcast, powered by Pinecast.